You're listening to Go with Jamarlin Martin. We have a go harder, go home approach as we talk to the leading tech leaders, politicians, and influencers. Let's go. In basic hygiene products uh, that we talked about, um, but I would not encourage anyone to change their plans at this point based on what the uh, epidemiology is here in Florida. They should enjoy Disneyland. They should enjoy the rest of Florida. The title of this episode, Thinking for Yourself and Shorting American Leadership. This episode is about the COVID-19 crisis. Let's dive uh, right in. So in January, I was watching uh, the developments of the coronavirus in Wuhan, China. Uh, and so I talked about it a couple times on my Twitter feed. And the American authorities and leaders, they knew about COVID-19 in January because they had started deliberating on uh, flight restrictions. It's not like the uh, American leadership did not know about what was going on uh, in China and the potential risk associated with this. Uh, They knew that Wuhan was a big flight hub in terms of, you know, flights going out to Italy, flights going out all throughout Europe, flights, direct flights to, I believe, New York and the Bay Area. Uh, Essentially, that region, Wuhan, there's a lot of travel activity out of uh, Wuhan. So the American officials, I believe, you know, they knew that there was a high risk that if you had a you know, a problem in Wuhan, this thing could explode. And so the context here is not that we're not approaching the leadership or any leadership uh, in terms of, you know, the leader has to be uh, perfect. The leader can't make mistakes. Uh, We're way beyond that in terms of if you're an elected official and you have the responsibility to protect lives. You have the responsibility to provide guidance. Uh, You want to err on the side of safety. You want to be on the safe side. And it's okay if you go on the safe side and you're wrong. But if you take a risk and you gamble with the lives of people, then you should be held accountable. Let's talk about who are the American officials who were offering guidance or a lack of guidance as COVID-19 developed across the United States. The first person, uh, you heard him uh, in the opening of the show, is the CDC director, Robert Redfield, out of Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, So Robert Redfield, he said in early March, uh, he had a press conference and he said that it was okay to go to Disney World. And shortly after that, the officials at Disney World, they shut it down. You know, they didn't shut it down because of the CDC. The CDC is telling people, you know, this is not a this is a low risk threat. Go ahead and enjoy your life. You know, go ahead and go to uh, Disney World. Uh, he said Disneyland, but he was talking about Disney World in Florida. As you know, Orlando is the number one tourist destination in the United States. OK, so there's it's a travel hub right there in Orlando similar to Wuhan. And he was telling people in early March that it's okay to take your family in Orlando. There was a man who may have taken that advice and he went to Disney World and he later died coming out of uh, LA. You know, you have the director of the CDC in early March telling people that it was okay to go to Disney World. You know, that's that's a red flag. When I saw this, it did not make any sense. You know, I was reading, you know, what was going on around the world. This thing was an obvious big risk for America. And because of the history of black people in America with the, the American leadership, you know, it wasn't shocking. It wasn't surprising that, you know, whether you go from incompetence or you know, a, uh, a perverse politics or something more nefarious that, you know, nothing would surprise me from American officials. So if I hear Robert Redfield saying it's OK to go to, you know, Disney World, you know, right there, I'm just seeing, you know, it's, it's not a surprise uh, for me. You have Robert Redfield, you have the Surgeon General, uh, Jerome Adams, uh, what he said in February, uh, you can go back. Uh, on his Twitter feed and look at it. 
Uh, he said he's not worried about COVID-19. This is the Surgeon General talking of the United States. He says he's not worried about COVID-19. He said masks are not effective. Don't go buy masks. And he said he's worried about the flu, not COVID-19. So this is your Surgeon General. So, you know, you're thinking that the health officials in the United States they're going to be thinking more like lawyers in terms of they're thinking about the downside risk. They're thinking about what could go wrong. They're thinking about you got to be extra, extra safe with something like this because the people have the scientists, the medical officials have never seen anything like this in their lifetime. So you're going to err on the side of playing it safe. But you see the CDC director, Robert Redfield, you see Jerome Adams, the U.S. Surgeon General. They're saying they're playing it down. They're acting like it's no big deal. Okay. And of course, the virus heavily moves against them and the people. So when the leaders are wrong, people can die. People can lose 30% of their lungs, 30% lung impairment for some of these cases. So even if you survive, you could have permanent lung impairment. Of course, COVID-19 attacks the lungs. And what I mentioned in February was we know that our people, uh, Black America, you know, we have a relatively high count of diabetes, of asthma, uh, high blood pressure. Uh, so all of these pre-existing conditions sets up sets us up for a slaughter okay so if there are let's say a million deaths in the united states or whether it's a million or a hundred thousand deaths i'm expecting 30 percent of those deaths to be among black people here in america uh that uh our mortality rate is going to be much higher because of the systemic uh, white supremacy uh, and the structure of America in terms of where you're going to the hospital or what doctor you're going to see and what Becky and John are going to go see in terms of their ability to get a test kit or their doctors to have masks and your doctors may not have the proper uh, gear. So these disparities are going to be magnified. Some of it is going to be based on the, the health infrastructure of America, and some of it is going to be how our people are positioned in terms of our poor health, essentially. Uh, and so there's a lot of reasons for that, but the bottom line is that we are not structured well for something like COVID-19 uh, in terms of our health conditions relative to the, the population, and then also the health capacity and resources they're not going to be properly distributed they're going to be maldistributed uh, they're going to be distributed in a way that disenfranchises us you know that was what i was thinking about in february and of course we're starting to see that play out uh in places like albany georgia and new orleans uh we have jerome adams we have robert redfield let's talk about new york uh where the big problem is right now so new york the democrats uh, have crowned Andrew Cuomo a new prophet and a new hero. But some of you may know who've been following me uh, and you know what I've been talking about know that Andrew Cuomo, over two months in February and March, like Robert Redfield, like Jerome Adams, he was telling New Yorkers to... Go out there and enjoy your lives. Okay. He repeated this. I saw the video at least five times where on multiple uh, occasions or instances, Andrew Cuomo was telling New York, go out, go party, go enjoy your lives. Just like Robert Redfield saying, go to Disney World. Okay. So you see Andrew Cuomo, Robert Redfield, uh, Jerome Adams, and Mayor de Blasio saying, go party. Go out there. Go enjoy your life. This is nothing. And so look at the consistency of the American leadership all being wrong footed. What they're going to say is that there was, you know, they could say there was no way to know or, you know, Trump didn't tell them this. Trump uh, didn't, you know, declare, uh, you know, emergency or whatever. But you already know 
what Trump is. Okay, you should already know that Trump was not offering the proper guidance for America. That that was obvious. That should have been obvious. But what is telling you, I believe, what is telling you is that the American leadership uh, they they have all the things from before, but they're flirting with the end of the empire in terms of that's that's where we are where the whether it's a democrat or a republican is that these leaders are confused they can't see actual they can't recognize actual facts that they can't see clearly so you have andrew como and mayor de blasio setting new york up for slaughter they set traps by telling the people go out you know go party go to the bars go enjoy your life and so now New York uh, is looking like Lombardy, Italy, uh, that had a big problem outside of China, a bigger problem than China, although that the numbers out of China are suspect. But, you know, if we just go by the reported numbers, Italy, particularly the Lombardy region, is a bigger problem than, than China. The leadership, uh, including Donald Trump, who was saying that everything is low risk, this is just like the flu, you had, you know, Fox News beaming out to, you know, most likely 40% or, or so of the, the, the country that this thing was a hoax. It's just like the flu. So the people, the leadership is so confused, so ignorant, so politicized, is that they have set the people up for slaughter. Okay. They have set the people up for sickness. And so there were warnings out there about that this thing you're underestimating this thing why don't you play it safe and so the mind the american mind they're thinking about money first and this is not a trump thing trump obviously is a, a massive representation of this but andrew cuomo when he was pressed about whether to lock down new york where you restrict new yorkers from spreading this to other states uh rhode island florida they're trying to restrict new yorkers from coming into the states because of course COVID 19 is on steroids in new york de blasio and cuomo told everybody to go out and catch the damn thing you have states trying to push back new yorkers from coming into their state spreading it which is what china did okay china said hey if you guys are in Wuhan, stay put. We're going to try to contain this thing right there. So what Cuomo said was stocks, the stock market would collapse if you restrict the New Yorkers uh, from doing business and uh, going from state to state. So we have to keep the borders open. He said it's a legal issue, but separate from the legal issue uh, in terms of the constitutionality of it. But separate from that, what Cuomo said was this would really hurt the economy and the stock market. Between Trump and the new Democratic Party prophet, Andrew Cuomo, you have two leaders thinking about the collapse of the economy. What they're telling you is that they're willing 50,000, 25,000, 250,000, a million, that this psychotic mind in the American leadership, they may be willing to burn a million bodies, 300,000 black bodies. They may be willing to burn those bodies to hold up the system and the economy because it's so fragile. And I didn't say that this is a Republican or Democrat thing. This is an American thing. This is the sick mentality that is governing the United States. We're going to talk about a report. CIA warns of future bioweapons. Okay, the CIA was told there was a group of scientists who warned the CIA that there were bioweapons out there in 2003 that could discriminate based on age you know like the movie scarface where you know he was sent on a mission to blow up the car of the target but he couldn't do it he couldn't he couldn't blow up the kids you know although he was about that life and he was about killing but he just couldn't blow up the kids he couldn't do it and ultimately that cost him his life but in this report called 
uh, the CIA turned it into a report called The Darker Bioweapons Future. Uh, you can read about this on moguldom.com. Obviously, you can Google it and see the, the report. It's called The Darker Weapons Future in 2003. So in that report, the scientists supposedly shared this information with the CIA and the CIA uh, formed conclusions. Uh, of course, you're always skeptical, but this is the, the surface story. So the scientists came together, looked at this stuff, and they said, hey, this is the, the bioweapons capability going back to 2003. You can look it up directly on the CIA website. Just Google the darker bioweapons future. So in 2003, the CIA said, there are bioweapons that can discriminate by age. If you don't want to go after the kids, you can program the bug, program the bug to go after older people. Okay, you want the bug to go after older people. Well, they said that you can do that in 2003. This is what the scientists and the CIA said. 2003. So like they have designer drugs, the scientists and then the CIA is saying that they have designer bugs. COVID-19, of course, there are views that it could be, I'm not saying it is, a designer bug. But essentially, the darker bioweapons future says that the designer bugs and that day, 2003, uh, could discriminate by age. It could discriminate by pre-existing uh, condition. And they said that it could be timed. So you could program the bug or design the bug where it's, it's dormant and it's activated more at a later time. So you may be catching the bug, but they want according to the, the scientists in the CIA, uh, uh, the bug can be in your system where you're spreading it, but it's not really activated in your system right away. So the report said that that was possible. So these three things were possible. Discriminate by age, discriminate by pre-existing conditions. I want to go after people who are already weak. I want to go after old people. And I want the bug to chill out a little bit let it spread a little bit and then it's activated they said it could be a delayed activation they could program the bug with a delayed activation according to the scientists and then the cia so you know in 2003 if the highest levels of government in the united states they thought that you know someone could possibly start doing bioterror they knew about it they documented it, 2003, and they documented the sophistication and the innovation with the bug design. They said that this stuff was already out there in 2003. So the question is, how did America get in the position where it doesn't have enough uh, N95 mask? America doesn't have enough bed capacity. America does not have enough uh, health care workers. Uh, America does not really have a plan to deal with a bioterror attack. So you say that, hey, uh, what if this was a bioterror attack on America, right? And so, you know, you have a massive defense budget. Uh, where was the defense plan? Where was the resources? Uh, why wouldn't America be ready for an attack? Where are the resources to defend America from a bioterror attack? Because you people have documented it in 2003. So one reason why America would not be ready for a bioterror attack or something like COVID-19 that uh, mirrored a bioterror attack, that one reason you wouldn't have defenses uh, for it, or you wouldn't have a plan to be activated and you wouldn't have masks and things that some of the other countries have is because America is morally bankrupt. If you have politicians across the spectrum, Mitch McConnell and his wife focused on making millions and millions of dollars, you have Nancy Pelosi and Dianne Feinstein together worth over a hundred million. 
in California. You have politicians focused on making money. You got politicians focused just on power. Over time, there's a, even from a low morality state, there's a degradation of the political leaders where the political leadership, they get more corrupt over time. So if the political leadership are getting more and more corrupt, and I would press the Democrats more than the Republicans, because even if the Democrats get in power like they were when Obama was elected, if you're not going to bang hard on corruption, all this stuff is going up in smoke. When you have politicians getting into power and thinking about the next book that they're going to write, the next, the next big deal, or am I going to be worth three hundred million or five hundred million? I'm going to leverage my political position to, you know, develop all these networks in Hollywood and, you know, with the elites and with Wall Street. That while I'm in office, I'm going to fertilize uh, my career where I can be worth a hundred million, two hundred million, three hundred million. Okay, so. If there's that type of corruption at the top of America, then you're going to have drunk leadership. You're going to have confused leadership who don't have the right sober mind to see what's going on and to protect the country. And so when I say that American leadership should be shorted, of course, if you want to bet against a, uh, a stock are uh, bet that you know one currency is going to fall the technical term in finance is you're going to short that instrument you're going to short that company you're going to short that currency the american leadership when you look at all the fumbling all the the misleadership all the lies this is a leadership it should be clear that should be shorted now the sister mayor in new orleans uh, where i have a lot of family she said that she let the people go out in late February to Mardi Gras because Trump didn't warn her. No, fool. You are black. When you think about how you got to this country, okay, and you think about the historical relationship with black people and the United States, your posture should be you do not trust it. Okay, that doesn't mean you're paranoid. That doesn't mean you go crazy. But you have to have your eyes wide open. You already know what Trump is over there. You already know that you don't know what type of cards he's playing with. You don't know who he's working with. You don't know what agenda this guy could be working. You can't blame Trump for letting the people go out in Mardi Gras and let the people get sick. That is not leadership. There were facts on the ground where you could have said, I'm not taking a chance. I know I'm going to be blamed. I know I possibly could. I'm not going to get elected again. Are they going to throw me out? Uh, but I just can't put the people out there with so many unknowns. I can't do it. You got to find another leader to go with this program. I cannot support this. The people may hate me for closing down Mardi Gras. Maybe it turns out to be a hoax or it's not a big deal. But I'm not going to put that risk on myself. I'm not going to put that risk on my conscience. Okay. You can't blame, particularly if you're black. You should not be trusting the American government. It doesn't matter whether it's Democrat or Republican. You cannot trust it, as Public Enemy said in the 90s. You can't trust it. And so how can you isolate the truth from the noise? So many different, you know, uh, media people and agendas and people looking for money. One thing that I recommend in terms of thinking for yourself is you need to be looking at international media. You need to be viewing other viewpoints because the American viewpoint has become so greedy, so corrupted, so hegemonic that you're going to need different perspectives. And so if you're tapping into different perspectives in terms of what's coming out of Asia, uh, what are their viewpoints on COVID-19? What's coming out of Italy? What's coming out of uh, Nigeria? Uh, how are different countries looking at this pandemic and so when you can look and compare the different viewpoints you can form your own conclusion thinking for yourself you can't say you can't be black in 2020 and say trump told me 
to uh, send the people out to Mardi Gras to go party and act a fool and, and get COVID-19 in the lungs. You can't do that in 2020. We have too much information. You're going to have to get sober. The government, the U.S. government, based on where we are in history, is on its last legs. It's drunk. You see in the leadership, Jerome Adams, Dr. Redfield, Robert Redfield, Andrew Cuomo, de Blasio, all these leaders are confused and they don't know what to tell the people. See, a good leader is going to warn the people before it happens. You're not going to praise the person for, uh, for playing down the pandemic and telling people to go out. And then when the people are caught in the fire and they're in a hospital on respirators or sharing a respirator with five other patients, then they get to be the hero. See, the historical enemy of black people in America, they get to be the fire starter and the fireman or fire and woman. So they set the people up for slaughter and then they come and you know they start acting like a human being and they get the praise now they're prophets it's real sickening how the people are dependent on the viewpoints of what's coming out of their leadership you got to know that this country is morally bankrupt okay you can if you can't see that you need to be reading we're living in a day and hour where if you're not reading and following the right information and studying what's going on, it could be the difference of life and death. As Shabazz the disciple said in the 90s, he said, death be the penalty. If you're following these American leaders, this could mean that you may have 30% lung impairment. This may mean that you may not be able to go to the funeral because in Albany, Georgia, the pastor who did a funeral for COVID-19 death, he got sick. And many people at the funeral are getting sick. So you got to be thinking, thinking soberly. You're not waiting for the American leadership to tell you a motherfucking thing. You're not waiting for the American leaders to tell you nothing. You have to understand that if you play this stuff wrong, if you're real loose and reckless, that... You may not be able to go to a funeral, even if you're willing to drive in terms of checkpoints that could be coming and the potential that you're going to catch it at the funeral. So now you have to be thinking like that in terms of these officials. The American leadership does not know everything about this yet. And even if they did, that doesn't mean they're going to tell you the right thing at the right time. What I recommend is think for yourself. You're going to have to elevate your curiosity about this pandemic and what's going on around the world. And then you need to beam that message on text, on email, on phone calls. You need to beam it out into the community that this stuff is serious. You need to go into a prevent defense. Okay. Until things, you can see things clearly. So right now, with the drunk leadership, it's hard for the people to see things clearly. So I want to move on to the bailout. You know, the Democrats uh, went along with the program in terms of the so-called $2 trillion bailout. But the bailout is really $6 trillion. Uh, and so the, the legislation allocates 2 plus 4 for is going to be in partnership with the Federal Reserve uh, in terms of lending facilities. And, of course, those lending facilities, they're going towards massive big companies, okay? The type of scale that the Federal Reserve is dealing with, uh, that's going to be going mostly to elites, okay? So the bailout, the number that we're working with, is a headline number uh, from Congress of $2 million, but the real number, According to Larry Kudlow, and you can look it up online, it's right there. Uh, but the MAGA official, Larry Kudlow, uh, he, he's clear. He said, this is a $6 trillion bailout. We have to understand that the bailouts in 2008 with uh, Obama and 2020 with Trump uh, and Nancy Pelosi and Schumer, 
that these bailouts are baking in inequality in the structure. So there's so much money sloshing around in a bailout in terms of companies and elites. They're being on the ropes. They took a lot of risk. They were using billions to buy back their stock. You know, there's no real cushion left. If something happens, they can't go another 30 days. They have been uh, milking the company for profits and using the money to buy back the stock. Just like 2008, they're taking a lot of risk. They're trading. They're taking risks. And then the government comes and bails the elites out. You have to understand that trillions are going to elites to bail them out. Trillions are going to elites and most of it is going is going to be conducted at the federal reserve or with the federal reserve uh you're going to have a former goldman sachs banker just like you had in 2008 quarterbacking the bailout uh so the treasury secretary in 2008 was a former goldman sachs banker with a big network then you have a goldman sachs goldman sachs uh banker heading the treasury uh department uh steve mushnan now uh, and so these Goldman Sachs bankers seem to be at the right place at the right time when these crises hit. So the person who's quarterbacking the extra $4 trillion with the Federal Reserve is a former Goldman Sachs banker. That this stuff is, you know, I think that we have to look at it from a positive perspective. Obviously, the body bags, people getting sick, millions of people uh, being laid off or furloughed, that this is going to be massive carnage particularly among our people i'm expecting 30 percent of those deaths to be among black people here in america uh that uh our mortality rate is going to be much higher there's going to be massive carnage okay on the negative side health wise and financially if there's something that is good about COVID 19 or potentially good is that people see that this whole system is based on fraud. This whole system is based on elitism uh, uh, and essentially white supremacy in terms of how do you hold a fragile system up. And at this point, the only way to hold this house of cards, this fragile house of cards where they make you seem like they're so strong and this and that, the only thing is holding up this system is bailouts and money printing at the Fed. So what that's telling you is that if the system needs a bailout every 10 years, a bigger bailout every 10 years, uh, that if a crisis hits, you need a big bailout and you need to print a lot of money, okay? What that is telling you is that you're very late in the cycle of the American empire, meaning that there's so much debt in the system and the people are waking up and they have more information as time goes by. Uh, they're less willing to put up with the same old shit. So this time on the bailout, they knew, the Republicans knew that, hey, you know, we bailed out people at the top last time. Obama, everybody said we had to do it. People at the top and let the stuff trickle down. They knew going in into this bailout, they were smart enough. Right out the gate, the Republicans said, we got to send checks to regular people. So they know that the bailout has to be different each time because so many people are wiser. They're more informed. So they knew that even people on their side were not going to take the same old bullshit bailout. And so let's send the people, you know, little $1,200 checks. Uh, and then we can take almost $5 trillion and bailout our network, our friends, and big business who were taking a lot of risk with dividends and buybacks, buying back their own stock. They were taking risk, and we got their back. You know, if, if a company's out there taking risk, a, a, a cruise line, if they're, if they're using billions instead of putting it to the side and they're buying back their stock, Trump is saying, I'm going to find a way to bail out the luxury cruise lines. That's a priority, although the cruise lines are not even American companies. So they're not going to be in this particular bailout because there's a requirement. The business has to be based in the United States. And then even if the cruise lines were based in the United States, there's another problem because most of the workers on the cruise ships are not American workers. 
if there's something good that comes out of the COVID-19 crisis, it's that America, at the end, it's going to be made naked where you could see all the flaws. You could see the corruption. You could see that this nation, it, was, it has always been corrupt. It has always been rigged for elites. But the people, doesn't matter what political affiliation, Republican or Democrat, both sides know that this stuff is peak swamp, that this stuff is corrupt. Uh, you had Congress people getting intelligence reports or confidential reports about the virus going out there and selling down their million dollar portfolios. Uh, look up how many Congress people are millionaires that they're selling down their stock portfolio after they get some privileged information about how bad this stuff is. So the, the corruption is being flushed out, meaning that you could see it. MAGA uh, has done a good job of flushing out who America is, where uh, Barack Obama, Cory Booker, Kamala Harris, uh, they would never step to America and tell the beast what it is. They would never tell America about its demons, uh, its demons of corruption, white supremacy and greed. They, they would never, you know, make America uncomfortable uh, because of the political consequences and their personal career and financial consequences. Okay, so they're not going to tell America, you know, you're corrupt or white supremacy is endemic to this system, this structure, because Cory Booker, Kamala Harris, Barack Obama, uh, Jim Clyburn, they're never going to tell America. They're not going to tell the establishment and elites what it is. So what's happening is MAGA gets in power. Okay, and MAGA is going to show what it is. COVID-19 pops up. COVID-19 is going to show how the healthcare system and the whole priorities are sick. MAGA going to show you. So if Obama is going to tell you that white supremacy is not endemic or, you know, I think he would say corruption is not endemic, that, he, you know, he's he may be feel boxed in and he's going to mess up his business deals are he going to mess up his politics he's going to mess up his network he's going to mess up his relationship with mark zuckerberg but these things that are happening they're showing the people when the leadership won't tell the truth to the masses in terms of how bad a situation america is in particularly for black people they won't speak up for black that if the leadership won't speak up and tell the truth real loud to save the people to build up the people well, you're having current events. MAGA and COVID-19 is doing a lot of the work because the people after COVID-19, the people are going to be like, what the hell is this? I thought America was this. I thought America was that. No one told me about the real America. This stuff is being flushed out to the surface. You can't hide it. When the people rejected Reverend Wright and his wise words, America and everybody going to be coming back to that, that this this country is wicked country. It's a corrupt country. It's a white supremacist country. Okay. So if the if the Obama, Cory Booker, Kamala Harris leadership, if they won't confront the demons and they just want to deal with the symptoms, they don't want to go to the root of the problem. Well, current events are going to come in and pull it out because the leadership is so weak. MAGA, COVID-19 is going to force the hand. In terms of people awakening to this system, to the wickedness of the system, to the corruption of the system. Okay, the final uh, note I want to make, there's a prediction by a NYU professor, Richard Epstein, who people connected to Trump, you know, leaning on his model for what's going to be the body count in terms of deaths from COVID-19 in America. And so, you know, his position is that he wants the students to to be in class you know they're 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 young they're relatively low risk from dying they should be in class uh so he's saying that there's a big overreaction and people should really be out there conducting business you know just moving you know more conservatively but he wants to so-called reopen or restart the economy and he thinks this stuff is overblown you're going to get less than fifty thousand deaths uh on his model and so 
people connected to Trump have been circulating this. And it's part of the crowd that says that statistically, you guys are going crazy because, you know, there's not even going to be more deaths from COVID-19 than the uh, generic flu. So again, you have people looking to downplay and say that this is overhyped. Part of his thesis is that the models that are out there that are showing a lot more deaths in terms of potentially uh, up to a million of body count in the United States from COVID-19, uh, he's saying that these models don't factor in behavioral and cultural changes, meaning that the people start to tighten up over time. And so that dramatically slows the growth in fatalities. Uh, so his model shows that there's going to be less than 50,000 deaths, uh, most likely, more likely than not. You know, I listened to uh, a podcast that he was on and he mentioned Wuhan. And he said, look at China in so many words. He said, look, you know, once they start to tighten up, you know, look how fast they were able to contain the growth and spread uh, in China once they tighten up. And so this is most likely what would happen here. One big flaw in Richard Epstein's model and reference to China is that, number one, the Chinese numbers are unreliable, just like in finance, the Chinese numbers, uh, GDP numbers that come out, they're not respected. They always land where they're supposed to land, right? And so the consensus is that the Chinese numbers that they put out on the GDP is that they're manipulated are fake, okay? So that's the starting point. So before we even get to COVID-19, the numbers, the economic numbers out of China they're not respected around the world. It's not just America, but around the world in the finance community where people are taking risk. They do not respect the China GDP numbers that are always super, super tight on the forecast. The forecast is 7%. It lands on 7%. So one is before COVID-19, people were suspicious of numbers coming out of China, the official numbers. Although China may show a low body count relatively uh, to Italy, those numbers are not to be trusted from my perspective and many others, uh, that there are reports, credible reports out of China that they're cremating, they were cremating bodies uh, 24-7. Uh, and so as you know, the media is, is, is really locked up in China, but people were sneaking out reports and images uh, where they ran the numbers of the body bags uh, in terms of the mortuaries and essentially they're cremating bodies around the clock according to, to these reports so one when epstein references china one is the relatively low mortality count is not to be trusted that's the first problem two china intelligently locked down wuhan that's where the supposedly the problem started and so China said, you cannot leave this area of Wuhan and spread this around our country. China was very intelligent in terms of containing COVID-19, and they had to lock down certain areas within the country. With the United States, they are saying that Cuomo is saying, he said that we're not Wuhan uh, in the United States and in New York. So we're going to keep interstate travel. So it's okay for New Yorkers where there's a big problem, which is now the Wuhan of America. It's okay for the New Yorkers to go out there and spread because of our civil liberties and potentially uh, the law. But he's saying that Cuomo, of course, said that he was concerned about the economy and the stock market, okay, and why he wouldn't contain the problems in New York within New York. You know, New Yorkers are trying to bell out to Rhode Island, to Florida. And so many, many believe that New York is a super spreader state. But China said, look, if there's a big problem in a particular region, we're locking that and you can't get out. They appear to be successful with that strategy. So you can't use the China model or template if you're going to be doing something different over here in the United States. So that's another flaw with uh, Richard uh, Epstein's model that he's expecting a similar outcome with China, but you don't want to play by the China 
template. Okay, you don't want to lock up interstate travel uh, for whatever reason, whether it's legal, the stock market or whatever. You don't want to do that. So there's going to be slippage or consequences with that decision. You want to deviate and do your own thing. So don't expect a Chinese outcome if you're not going to be doing it the Chinese way or something close to the Chinese way. Point number two, China had heavy restriction within the country uh, on traveling. United States does not, okay, particularly New York, which is currently the Wuhan of America. Point three, China says that the N95 mask needs to be worn whether you have COVID-19 or not. Why is that? Because people who spread COVID-19 do not have symptoms. A lot of them do not have symptoms. The bug character uh, has you out there spreading it when you look and feel healthy. So you're out. This is why it makes it so dangerous. You're out there spreading it thinking you're healthy. So the Chinese are saying you need to wear the mask, N95 mask in particular, that that will slow down the spread. The United States the CDC, the Surgeon General, they have come out and said that masks, separate from the issue of whether they have enough masks, which they don't, they buy the masks from China. They don't have a stockpile of masks that's adequate for a pandemic. But even if they did have the supply and resources in the United States of masks, the officials have come out and said that masks are not effective. The general public should not be wearing masks. This is at the same time they're telling you to go to Disney World and telling you in New York to go, you know, enjoy your life multiple times over two months. You cannot expect a result like China's if you don't want to follow the approach on masks. Uh, not just China, but in Asia, across Asia, the health community said you need to elevate the wearing of masks in the public. You see people going to grocery stores now are still, you know, they have to do certain things. Well, these people are going out there without masks in Asia and particularly in China. If you're breaking the rules, they were slapping. I've seen videos where they were slapping people upside the head because they know that the penalty is death of not following protocol with this particular bug, with this particular virus. There's a d different point of view between Asia and the Western countries on wearing masks. So don't expect the same result. That's a big cultural difference. That's a big risk mitigation difference. Most likely, the Asians are right, okay? And the, the Western countries are wrong and their body count is going to be wrong too, meaning that the body bags most likely are going to pile up more or they are piling up more in no mask wearing Western countries who have an ego. We don't want to follow Asia. We don't want to listen to Asia. Although Asia started dealing with this early, we don't want to follow them. We want to do it our own way. The white man wants to do it his own way. So the body bags are piling up in the Western countries. They don't want to follow the Asian way, okay, or the Asian approach to wearing N95 masks. The people in the streets are going to have to pay if, if they're listening to those officials and they can't get the mask and they can't distribute the mask in their own community, then the cost of the American leadership being wrong is just more body bags and lung impairment. Four, China is more resource efficient in dealing with lower supposedly lower numbers of course the numbers are suspect but in dealing with COVID-19 China has the mass China was building hospitals in a matter of two weeks China had resources mass testing hospitals they marshaled the whole nation to certain areas to deal with this the supplies the medical supplies around the world they come from china the united states is not structured well to deal with the pandemic so one is everything is manufactured in china including masks china is the mecca of the medical supplies china's more resource efficient so don't expect a similar outcome to china if you're not anywhere near where China is on resource efficiency. That includes workers, uh, health workers, 
five in january when china started to get a handle on this with quarantines china moved very fast across the board they were fanatical in terms of how fast they were moving the united states has been moving slow these five points shows the differences of approaches in terms of tackling COVID 19 and so the spread between china and more broadly asia how they're handling the pandemic and how the united states is handling it is dramatically different and you're seeing the discrepancy in the body bags okay you're seeing the discrepancy in the sickness uh because again towards the end of the empire and the empires of old that the leadership has a sick ego okay towards the end as an elevated ego where the leaders want to do it their own way we're big bad americans we know everything we're going to do it our way we're not following uh the asian model or what's happening they're dealing with it and they were dealing with it first but we're going to ignore that we're going to tell the people we're going to get a china-like outcome where we're going to contain COVID 19 but we're not going to follow any of the principles in terms of how china and asian countries are dealing with COVID 19 if you're following the white man in particular and the coon handlers the penalty in a time of crisis and before the crisis the penalty could be death death could be the penalty lung impairment could be the penalty and you have to be very careful with listening to the american leadership across the board white or black republican or uh, democrat man or woman and in this day and hour you have to be very careful and well studied in terms of what's going on if you are tapped into what's going on and you're taking this very serious you need to beam that out to your family your friends your community that you need to go into a prevent defense at least for the next 30 days that be skeptical of what these people are telling you. You can point out lies, ignorance, drunkenness in the leadership over and over again that these leaders are not telling you everything. And they may not, some of them may not know everything. Whatever the case is, you cannot trust them. So if you are tapped into what's going on and you're already in a, a prevent defense, or if you're about to get into a prevent defense, then beam that out to your community who are not take who may not be taking it seriously they may not have all the information you need to beam that out this this could potentially save lives uh it's very important that you go out there and be a leader in a time of crisis and even if people look at you crazy in terms of telling people don't go around grandma don't go around don't have people coming in and in and out at grandma's house or mother or father's or your family's house uh that you know instead of going to the grocery store every couple of days use instacart use uh something else have them you leave the groceries at the front door you don't want to see anybody's face in this in, in this day and hour in this time uh you want to go in a prevent defense until things become clear for you you got to think for yourself in this day and hour let's go Thanks, everybody, for listening to Go. You could check me out at Jamarlin Martin on Twitter and also come check us out at moguldom.com. That's M-O-G-U-L-D-O-M.com. Be sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter. You can get the latest information on crypto, tech, economic empowerment, and politics. Let's go.